Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. And you are, can you guess it, listeners? The listeners. <laughs> this is me doing my breast, uh, my, my breast, <laughs> my best uh, DJ impression. Is it working? So today, listeners, uh, we, um, I was looking through our uh, long-time listener. <laughs> Long-time listeners know that we have uh, a very, very, very long-running document of just ideas that we write down, and that we have been writing down for the last several years. <laughs> so if you scroll down long enough, you just find stuff that we wrote like years ago. Um, I was scrolling mm-hmm. through trying to find a, a fairly easy topic for us to do, um, and I found this one I'd written, I don't know, it was probably within the last year or two. Um, I, it, it was a, the idea for covering uh, like Guinness World Records as it relates to music. Um, because I mean, if, you know, they, they publish entire books of different world records for like basically anything you can think of. Um, but I thought, Hey, you know, we're a music podcast. Yeah. I was going to ask you really quick. That's actually a good sort of psych, uh, topic. Did you ever own any of those world record books as a kid? Like the ones that would come out with every year? No, I think maybe my younger siblings did at some point. I, I didn't like grow up reading those books though. Yeah, yeah. I I was obsessed with them. <laughs> I think at one point I had like 97 through like 2002 and then I started kind of getting bored of them. Mm-hmm. But for some reason as a kid, I like absolutely loved those books. Um, were you, like I think I would even carry them around with me. <laughs> were were you trying to break the Guinness World Record of kid with most Guinness World Record books? No, but I'm I'm curious if that's actually a. Re- I'm sure it is. Probably just <laughs> whoever has everyone published. There must be a record that someone has for the the, mo- the number of most world records, or at least like oh, like re- record of most broken records. Yeah, that's got to be a thing. Probably there's probably like some guy who like finds like random boring world records that no one thinks to do, and just does them all. <laughs> right, like, like any percent speed run world record. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, like Peter said, we're going to talk about some world records that are music related. Uh, there's like a billion of them out there. A lot of them are on the world record, uh, guinnessworldrecords.com website. Some of them are just kind of boring. We didn't really feel like talking about them. A lot of them are really obvious. So we picked ones that we thought were interesting. Um, if you guys like this stuff, maybe we can do some more, you know, down the road, but we picked four that we thought were uh, just fun to talk about and just kind of weird records. Yeah, so we didn't... I guess we'll... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we, I, I feel like we didn't want to go through, like, 20 records. Like, it would just take too long, and we, I don't know if we yeah, care all yeah, that much. Exactly. It was kind of just like, let's do something easy. Let's just, just do something low-key. Um, mm-hmm. Just scrolling, listeners, just to give you an idea of the sort of things that they put... I mean, holy shit. So I, <laughs> I didn't even realize till just now that the if you search for music in the Guinness World Records, like, listings... Mm-hmm. There's over 8,700 of them, like different wow. types of records. So like, clearly we're not going to go through all of them. Um, but, you know, there's like longest music composition, um, largest musical and ensemble, um, most expensive music video, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like pretty mm-hmm. much anything you could think of that you could do the most or least of with music is probably a record somewhere. Do you want to do one of yours first, Kyle? Yeah, sure. So one of the one of the records I stumbled across that I thought was kind of interesting 
it's going to be kind of hard to explain this, but it's the uh, longest time from when a song enters the top one, the like the U.S. top 100 charts, to the time that it reaches number one. Hmm. If that makes any sense, I know we've talked about the top 100 charts before. Um, I think they publish them weekly, um, and obviously, you know, spots changed based on you know engagement and and plays and stuff. Yeah. So it's basically the time from when uh, a song first enters the top 100 at whatever place it enters it at, you know, based on the popularity of the band or artist, to the point when it reaches number one. Hmm. The reason I thought this one was interesting is because the new record actually happened fairly recently, within the last year. There's a song by a band named Glass Animals that came out on June 29th of 2020. So, what, like three months after the band... Yeah, three months after the pandemic started, because everything is in pandemic time now. Um, <laughs> and it entered the Hot 100 in January of 2021, so it had already been out six months before it even entered the Top 100. It fell off the 100 for like two weeks, and then it returned in February of that same year. And it remained somewhere on the Hot 100 list until uh, it reached... Number one, uh, 59 weeks later. So literally over a year and, what, two months from when it entered in, fe- in February 2021, it reached number one in April, I guess, of 2022, if my math is correct. Um, huh. Well, you wrote March. And so I wrote March. In March of 2022, because my math is bad, um... <laughs> So, yeah, it basically took it a, over a year, year and a month, to go from being on the Hot 100 to reaching number one. So it's, like, its staying power of popularity, I guess, is super huh. long, because yeah. it's just kind of stuck around for a year, but um, it took a really long time to get to the top. So and how long has it, it been at the number one? That's a good question. Let me look that up, because the source that I got it from was remarking about the fact that it had reached number one the, the week the article was published, so I don't know how long it stayed oh, there. See. Let me see if I can get that research really quick. It says it tops Billboard Hot 100 for a fourth week after completing a record 59-week climb to the number one spot, hmm. so it was there for at least four weeks. Uh, it seems like wow. everyone unfortunately was kind of remarking about this around the time it reached number one, so no one cataloged how long it stayed there but apparently yeah they broke they broke a chart chart record which then obviously became also a guinness world record of longest time on the chart to get to number one i wonder if because i mean like you have popular i mean it's the top charts for the reason like songs are supposed to be on there for a while if they're popular but i wonder if part of its longevity is almost because it's not at number one like it's people, it's in people's awareness, but it's not playing twenty four seven, so people aren't getting sick of it or something. Yeah, because I, I, there's an indie station I listen to on my XM radio, and I swear I've been hearing that song off and on for probably I'm not kidding, like two years. Wow. And it's a really good song. I really like it. I actually like the band Glass Animals. That's part of why I wanted to talk about this at all. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how long it's just kind of stuck in the rotation of that indie station playing. And I didn't realize that that entire time it was doing that, it was also climbing the charts and becoming really popular. But 
yeah, I looked it up. It was at number one for, like I said, four weeks. They played a ton of like late night shows playing that song. So I think this song really kind of helped put them on the map. Uh, even though this album that they released, I think it's their third album. Um, but yeah, really quick, uh, Glass Animals are an indie rock band from England. Uh, they formed in 2010, led by this uh, guy named Dave Bailey, who, the best way I can describe him is he looks like the nerdy villain guy from Despicable Me. Um, <laughs> and he formed a group of his friends, Joe Seward, Ed Irwin Singer, and Drew McFarlane. And he actually writes and produces all of the all of their albums himself. Huh. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of uh, Glass Animals, but I'll have to check them out. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. Um, would you be cool playing a little clip of the song since we've been oh, sure. rambling yeah, on about that, it? That makes sense. Okay, let's play a little clip of Heat Waves. pretty good i mean are are, do they have any other songs that have kind of hit the charts or has it really just been this one uh i'm sure they they have a lot that i mean that i know of because i follow them that are probably popular uh pork soda off their second album was really good gooey off their first album was really good what else tangerine off this album is really good too oh there's a there's one that i love it's called space ghost coast to coast and He's like talking about his like childhood friend, and because he's basically our age, he's like referencing all this '90s shit, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. He talks about like like playing GTA and Pokemon cards and Nintendo and shit. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, it's it's my childhood and song. That's funny. So yeah, this has been my uh, advertisement for uh, Glass Animals, and I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Um, I, I guess you could say I had a, a world record good time with that, that last song. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, that's an interesting record, though. I had never, never thought about keeping track of how long. I mean, it makes total sense from like the chart people's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like measuring how long a song kind of sticks around. Is it going to hit the top? Oh, I don't know. It's been on there for, you know, eight months. Mm-hmm. Sort of interesting. And he- Exactly. Most songs, you know, when they do hit number one, they it doesn't take long for them to go from being on the chart to being number one, because it's usually from a more popular artist. Yeah. Whereas these guys, I think maybe were a little bit less known, so they just it just took a long time for them to kind of get traction. But yeah, that's right. a good point. Hmm. So if they release another popular song at some point down the line, I wonder if it'll go up quicker because they'll have more. Like, Probably. Probably, just from name recognition, you know? Yeah. Well, until then, listeners, I guess we can go on to the next example. One of the two that I picked um, was the record for longest music video. Um, I might have deleted my notes for this, but I want to tell a quick story. So when I originally wrote the notes for this episode, or at least like started to, um, Mm -hmm. this was one of the ones I had written down. But when I came back to it recently to kind of clean up the notes and add more stuff to it i realized oh in the time since i originally wrote this that record was beaten by someone else um previously the world record for longest music video was held by pharrell williams um for the song happy which was 24 hours long um, Jesus. and i guess what they did was they had 
at least uh, as far as YouTube goes. I don't know the full history of it because I didn't end up looking into it. But what they did is they shot 24 one-hour-long music videos, basically just looping the song happy for that whole time. Um, oh, okay. And then there was a playlist where you, you, if you really wanted to, you could watch all 24 one-hour videos. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if originally it was all supposed to be one video and they split it up just for whatever reason. So I found that really interesting. But the new, so there was actually a newer record um, in 2020. So I guess in 2020, uh, the American music duo uh, 21 Pilots live streamed a music video that was 177 days, 16 hours, 10 minutes, and 25 seconds long. Now, if you don't want to do the math, listeners, um, that's just shy of six months. <laughs> Jesus. And so the this music video lasted from June 21st to, de- to December 16th, 2020, Jeez. which is like, holy shit, dude. Um, so is it just the video on loop or is it like them playing like nonstop for that long and then they died? <laughs> I like that version better. Um, so it says that it was comprised of video submissions from fans. So... Oh, okay. I don't know. The problem is I, w- I went to YouTube to get like, I was like, oh, they probably kept this thing. Apparently you can't go find a six month long video <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, that's um, unfortunate. There's not even like clips of it. I mean, there they might be. I just couldn't find any easily. Um, so I don't know if it's available somewhere to go watch retroactively or if they purposely were like, we're just doing it this one time and not showing it again. Um, so I don't personally know what those submissions were like. Like, did people send in like hour long video clips or was it just like looping anything? I, I don't know. They were a pretty popular band. So even if they told people like, Hey, send in a, you know, one minute clip, whatever, depending on the level yeah. of engagement they got, you could probably make months and months out of that. Well, and what I'm wondering too, is that I wonder if possibly the way they did it, was that they kind of collected a bunch at the beginning, started the live stream, and then over time, as people were seeing this keep going, they were like, oh, I want to help it keep going. So then people kept submitting so that it could like keep yeah. going along, point. you know? that I'm kind yeah. of guessing that's how they did it, but I didn't really look into it in depth. Um, so a- as I said, um, that video itself doesn't seem to be on YouTube, um, but I figured for the hell of it, we'd play a short clip of the song. Did I even say what song it was? No, um, it was oh, yeah, it was s- level of concern was the song. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I should have said that. I've heard of Twenty One Pilots. They're they're kind of in the same realm as Glass Animals, kind of indie. Yeah, I've heard the name, but I'm not really familiar with any of their music. If nothing else, I'm kind of impressed that they were able to keep a live stream going continuously without interruption for six months. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I um, mean, I'm, I'm just assuming that it wasn't interrupted, but uh, maybe it was. Yeah. That kind of reminds me, because I, I think I was telling you about this earlier in the week, it's super quick aside, is there's this really popular YouTube channel called like music to study and relax to and they live stream oh, yeah. like kind of chill 
like chill hop and trip hop and just really chill music. It's like jazz music with like hip hop undertones. We've talked about that genre on uh, this podcast before. But anyways, there's a YouTube channel that live streams it and it's been doing it forever. And I guess recently they got a copyright strike. Um, maybe that's something for another episode, but it's it's kind of like a three yeah. strikes you're out kind of thing. And they got a third copyright strike for whatever reason. And so their live stream got ended. And when a live stream on YouTube ends, it kind of just encapsulates the entirety of the live stream and puts it up as a video that you can watch. Well, yeah. because they had been live streaming for years, when the video got put, like, put up saying, hey, this live stream has ended, it said it was like 22,000 hours long or something, <laughs> which was like th- over three years of music. Because apparently YouTube had been keeping track that entire time, even though it's just a 24-hour live streaming channel that just, it's like a, like a serial, like a radio station, like a Pandora or something. It right. just kind of, re, you know, randomly repeats uh, a playlist of songs. But it's just funny that when it ended, they were like, here's the entire thing. And it was like three years long. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. It says 20,843 20, hours. Oh, no, wait. There's another one that's also that similar length. Yeah, they, so they had two they were... separate. They had two different channels or whatever. It was, it's by this thing called like Chill Cow or something. Dang, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah, this, this just reminded me of that, so I wanted to mention it quick. Well, Kyle, um, I hope you break records of surprising me with this next choice. Oh, I will. So my second choice uh, for a record that I wanted to talk about is the most recorded song. Um, and I think the way that they categorize that is like song that has been recorded how do i say this song that has been like recorded the most times whether it be in a studio or at a live event um by any artist like er yeah by any performer not necessarily the original artist so it can be a cover band recording it it could be people playing it at a state fair and it got recorded Mm. like stuff like that okay and so some songs that it mentions that obviously aren't the number one um, it says like you know the Beatles hit yesterday, or the f- song from what like the seventeen seventy seventeen seventy nine hymn Amazing Grace, which is played at literally every funeral. Um, huh. You you would think something like that would be the number one recording, right? But right. it's actually uh, George Gershwin's jazz song Summertime is considered the most recorded song with. 67,591 recorded versions in existence as of June 2017. 67,000? It says, according to the, quote, Summertime Connection, a group of fans from around the world with a shared passion for the song, written by Gershwin in 1933 for the 1935 opera Porgy and Bess, uh, as of the same date... I assume June 1st, 2017, the group collected 57,316 full recordings of Summertime. The song has been recorded by the likes of Sam Cooke, Funny Boy 3, Billie Holiday, Janis Joplin, Al Martino, and Billy Stewart. <laughs> and like 60,000 other people. <laughs> yeah, so it's a combination of... How is of, that possible? I think it's a combination of so many different artists covering that song. And then all of those artists performing that song multiple times and that song being recorded, 
in different versions, you know, whether it's, like I said, live on an album, what have you, it's almost uh-huh. like, it's like the happy birthday of artists or something. Um, huh. It says that the group Summertime Connection declared that, quote, at, at June at June 1st, 2017, we know of at least 82,712 public performances of Summertime, of which 67,591 have been recorded. Of these, the group has 57,316 in their collection. So they've gathered... Holy crap, dude. Eight, 75, 80% of those recordings to put together on a website or something. God knows. Uh, you know, it's like... I'm into, like, really esoteric stuff, but this is like having a whole team of people or like community of people focused on collecting recordings of one single song. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Gathering re- recordings. I almost wish they had like a website or something that you could like go listen to them all. Um, I mean, you could have your own Spotify, just of versions of that song. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, the George Gershwin summertime is the most popular or most recorded, I should say song of all time. I totally would have thought it would have been like, like it's like you said, Amazing Grace, Happy Birthday, something that's just so in the sort of lexicon of of the world, or at least you know America, that it would just be constant. But I, I guess no one's really recording Amazing Grace at funerals, so I don't know. Right. Um, oh yeah. I mean, like they might be playing it, but that's different from recording, I guess. Yeah, because in my head I was thinking, I'm like, well, Happy Birthday has to be the most sung song, or something. Probably. But. Um, do we want to play a little clip of I don't know his original version or maybe a cover? I, I, I'm open to whatever. Yeah, um, I actually had to go look it up because I feel like that's the sort of thing where like I'd probably recognize if I heard it. Um, but yeah, let's play the clip. So much time and the living is easy. Be short jumping. I'm sure you've heard the Billy Stewart version. That one's yeah. I mean, I've heard that song. I didn't realize this. It came from like an instrumental earlier composition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's pretty pretty famous. So yeah, that's the most recorded song in in history. Kind of crazy. Wow. I mean, it's been around for almost a hundred years, so it has longevity. But yeah. Speaking of weird and interesting, let's look at our last one, listeners, which is the longest karaoke marathon <laughs> um, <laughs> by an individual person. Uh, I, that seems to imply that there's a different record for like a group. Yeah. Um, so apparently in 2011, um, a guy um, from Italy named Leonardo Pavarelli uh, sang karaoke for 101 hours, 59 minutes and 15 seconds. Jesus. Which is a little over four days. So he accomplished this record over the course of September 19th to 23rd, uh, 2011. Um, he sang a total of 1,295 songs. Um, and I guess yeah, the event insane. the event raised funds in support of some telethon. Um, so I guess he wasn't just doing it for fun, but like to help mm-hmm. something or other. Um, is he like an opera singer maybe like he's a like he's professional singer so he's able to do it for that long i sounds like have no idea singer. i just thought he was just some random guy but maybe he is somebody <laughs> i'm just a random italian guy i'm gonna sing for four days 
I was thinking I the song. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Leonardo Pulveretti. Um, yeah, it said he's, he achieved it at the Astra Cafe in Pissarro, Italy. Um, Crazy. So I guess he, I wonder if he started going for like six hours and they're like, hey, let's just let him keep going. Exactly. Um, I wonder how he went to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, you have to drink water at some point, too. Yeah. Because, like, what would that do to your vocal cords be singing for four days straight? Oh, God, I, that's even that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like, he, he had to have lost his voice. By the end, he's just like... Uh, like, if I talk for more than, like, an hour, then I'm, like, my voice starts oh, yeah. to go. When, when we, yeah, when we do longer funk episodes, like, my voice literally goes dry towards the yeah. end. But, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um random aside because i'm having deja vu we did an episode where we talked about the history of the karaoke machine right um we did i actually have a tab with getyourfunk.com uh open here listeners let me type in karaoke which you could do with the search bar um let's see if i can actually spell it correctly um yes in 2018 we did an episode about the history of karaoke Nice. And you can listen to that and all of our other episodes at, as Peter said, getyourfunk.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. But yeah, no, that's pretty crazy that, one, that someone thought to do this. Like like, like you said, it was for a telethon. It's probably like for a good cause or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah. I just so, don't know how you physically do that. That's crazy. That's why I asked if he was like a, a trained singer, like an opera singer or something, because those guys, when they perform those operas, those things are like three, four hours long. Right. So I thought maybe, you know, he was used to singing for a long time. He. It's possible that he's like a radio DJ or something. Oh, okay. Um, if nothing else, he's a mus- it looks like he's a musician. I just went to leonardopavarelli.eu. It says in, on tour now. So I guess he is a musician of some kind. That's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. If listeners, if in the edit, if I'm able to f- find something to play regarding this, then I'll do it. If not, then uh, we'll just keep talking. Which we usually do. So yeah, um, <laughs> I think that was the last one, right? Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, four different... Um, world records related to music that we thought were interesting. Um, This is a pretty open-ended topic, so if we find other ones that are just super bizarre or even ones that have just really interesting stories behind them, this could be like a recurring segment for us. We always like weird little backstory type things like this. Uh, But yeah, if you guys can think of any records that you want us to talk about or you've broken any records yourself... You can let us know on our Boomer website, uh, facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Um, we need to get on TikTok or something to get with the youngins. Uh, apparently none of them are on Facebook. Um, and yeah, you can find us on Spotify, uh, wherever you're listening to this currently, uh, and getyourfunk.com. That's true. And I guess we have created the new record for the show of first episode to be about this topic we've broken we've broken the record with longest performing of a podcast with no listeners (laughs) oh god maybe (laughs) oh we should we should write guinness and ask that's pretty funny let us know listeners 
or by not letting us know, you just prove that we don't have listeners, which means we get the record. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't talk to us so we can get the we can keep the record. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, terrible. Oh, so yeah, this has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. I'm sad now. Um, <laughs> tune, tune in next time. And uh, we'll talk about something else. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We love you.